Nicola Murphy, welcome to Fox Force 5 listeners. How are we doing today? Good morning, everybody. Good day. <laughs> in my um, <laughs> good team. evening and good night. In my team yeah. at work, we call Wednesdays uh, little Saturdays, you know, because you're halfway through the week. So you should probably like, you know, celebrate your little Saturday today, people. If you want to have hilarious. that glass of wine, have the glass of wine. If you want to get a takeaway, <laughs> have the takeaway. Uh, do whatever you want because we're halfway through the week. Actually, we're not because <laughs> It's only, it's a bank holiday. It was a bank holiday. So we're actually two days in, but I'm a halfway through my week. (laughs) Congratulating yourself that you've made it this far. Well done. Yeah, it's like, oh, (laughs) still Saturday, Chinese tonight or whatever. (laughs) Now, I'm personally not doing that, but I do love the attitude. (laughs) My thing with the week is, I get to Wednesday, I'm like, Jesus, it's Wednesday already. And then inevitably it drags until Friday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, it's been, I was actually working on Monday, so it was, and we had a very busy weekend here. So, uh, yeah, it feels like a normal week and I have a busy, busy, busy week this week and next week. So um, it's all go, but it's good. I'm still not recovered from my illness. So apologies for my continuing gruff voice. Um yeah, mm. I don't know what's wrong with me at the stage between toothaches and headaches and sinuses and hay fever and ugh, I feel like a dog that needs to be put down. But oh, anyway. stop. And you have a few um, busy weeks ahead, packing up the old house and all that jazz. I'm oh, sure. stop the lights. Yeah, then it's like the hen, then it's moving the house. Oh my God. But uh, it lo- it's all good. It's all good in the hood. So yeah, that's it. It's been, um, you've had lovely weather. We've had only okay weather here. Like it's been sort of not raining, but that's about it. Um but yeah, it's supposed to be nice now this weekend. So fingers crossed we'll get out and about. So yeah, how have you, how was Ed Sheeran? I never really spoke to you about it. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Um, it was good. It was nice to just see people and there was a nice buzz around and, you know, there was lots of people outside just like congregating and stuff like that. So it was nice. And it was kind of quiet. Like we got a good space kind of fairly close to the stage. We'd nobody really hit off us or anything like that. It was Really? Yeah, it was mad. And he is, the stage was in the middle of the stadium, so it was quite cool, you know, so you have people all around. Oh. Yeah, so it was really nice. Sure, he's doing a ton of dates, is he? Like, so there's a yeah, major... Yeah, he did two in Dublin, two in pressure. Cork, and he's doing Limerick tomorrow, I think. I don't know if he's just one night in Limerick yeah. or what, but... Uh, I think he's two in Limerick as maybe well. Maybe Friday as well, but uh, it was really cool. The stage was class, one of the coolest stages I've ever seen. It was actually mad really? altogether, yeah. And, like, I'm not a very big Ed Sheeran fan, you know, so... It was still good and all that, but like, you know, you didn't mind going to the toilet, you didn't mind going for a pint at the same time because you didn't mind if you missed like a song because <laughs> wasn't like the biggest fan. But um, yeah. yeah, it was nice though. It was like, it's always good when the pressure's off a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, it was nice. It reminded me of festivals gone by, you know, all that outdoor concerts are a totally different vibe, you know. Like you have to plan your pee totally. and plan your drink and do all that stuff and I'd forgotten all about yeah. that, you know. It was really nice. So, yes. So the last big one I was at was Queen with you and Maybe, Judah yeah. What was that? 2019, was it? Was it? Yeah. 2019 maybe. But um, yeah, it was nice. It was good. Good vibes. God, it might have even been 2018 because I was pregnant in 2019. Yeah. So it must have been 2018. Maybe, yeah. Jesus Christ, four <laughs> years ago. Where the fuck did that I know. Well, oh there are two of them. We couldn't do anything. So I suppose it's not that bad in that sense. Um, but no, it was really nice just to nice. see people with the buzz going on. And we've loads of concerts out this summer, which is great. So um, looking forward to them. And you, pumped, how was your weekend? Um, as I said, yeah, we had... I was just cleaning the house on Saturday because it was Menke and we were having all of um, Stuart's family over on Sunday for a little birthday party for 
Stuart's niece Ruby, so that was nice. Uh, although some of the family were struck down with COVID, oh, no. unfortunately, so they couldn't come. But uh, that's life, isn't it? And that was it. It didn't get up to a whole lot otherwise. Um, yes, yeah, still recovering from this illness. I had a two work drinks and a friend's drinks on Friday that I called off. And I was supposed to be in London last week as well, and I called off that. So I've yeah, I've had a crappy time of it to be honest with you. Mm. But um, I'm hoping I'm on the up. <laughs> But, uh, okay, take that multivitamin like maybe, or what, what mother call it a tonic yeah, <laughs> a tonic as Bob would say I feel like I need to I don't know I feel like I need a like a yeah something to revitalise me it's weird um, like an IV but, bag of energy <laughs> oh yeah that sounds good yeah fancy that um, so yeah so that's that's been the week but um, we will get along and uh, or get on and get going and we've elections this week in the UK so I've been doing elections oh, stuff yes, all week of course. But, um, yeah, in the north it's kind of well. interesting but uh, and the schools were closed and open and cl- they're closed and open it's mad but um, yeah so look let's push on and see what's been going on this week here's five things number one one so first up this week I'm going to talk about this terrible news this week mm. about Roe versus Wade in the States mm. which I presume you've heard about yeah. a little bit yes so, yeah, just for listeners, in case anybody isn't aware of this, millions of women across the US could soon lose their legal right to abortion, according to a leaked Supreme Court document. The document, published by Politico, suggests that countries, the country's top court is poised to overturn the 1973 decision that legalised abortion nationwide. If the court strikes down the Roe versus Wade ruling, individual states would be allowed to ban abortion if they wish. It's expected abortion could be banned in almost half of the US states. The Supreme Court's justices are expected to issue a ruling in late June or early July. Roe versus Wade is in the court sites because Mississippi is asking for it to be overturned. The justices heard that case in December. 13 states have already passed so-called trigger laws that will automatically ban abortion if Roe is overruled this summer. A number of others would be likely to pass laws quickly. Some 36 million women could then lose abortion access, according to research from Planned Parenthood, a healthcare organisation which provides abortions. If the court does overturn Roe, it will fall on our nation's elected officials at all levels of government to protect a women's rights to choose, President Joe Biden said in a statement on Tuesday. We would need more pro-choice senators and a pro-choice majority in the House to adopt legislation that codifies Roe, which I will work to pass and sign into law, he said. The leaked document labelled First Draft appears to reflect the majority opinion of the court and Politico reports that it was written by Justice Samuel Samuel Alito, I think it is, Mm. and circulated with the court on the 10th of February. But it's unclear if it represents a final opinion as justices have previously changed their views during the drafting process. The Supreme Court and the White House have yet not yet commented. Its publication on Monday night sparked an immediate outcry from Democrats as well as protests by both pro-choice and anti-abortion campaigners outside the court in Washington, D.C. Leading Democratic politicians Nancy Pelosi Mm. and Chuck Schumer said jointly that if the report was accurate, the Supreme Court was poised to inflict the greatest restriction of rights in the past 50 years. So that's devastating news this week, which, you know, Mm. goes in line with waking up to these horrible things that we never thought would happen in our lifetime. Here we go. Another one. Um... This is so wrong on so many levels. Like, I'm absolutely disillusioned slash raging about the Mm. whole thing. Like, you know, why are we going backwards? Like, why are we going backwards? You know, it's no one's business if a woman gets an abortion, except that woman. Yeah. Like, and the people in her immediate life. 
Like, that's it. Why do people who are anti-abortion want to inflict their views and their opinion on everybody else? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not as if pro-choice people are inflicting abortions on people who don't want abortions. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? Like, yeah. it's just... Oh, my heard, God. Just um, let people have a choice. They had a clip earlier with Elizabeth Warren as well. And she's obviously Democrat. And she was... You should have heard even the way the clip was just like so full of emotion. She was just like, this is what the Republicans have been working on for the for decades. This is what they've been trying to do, mm-hmm. you know, and she is practically yeah. hysterical talking uh, like outside the court or something yesterday. And even the clip is just so full of emotion. They're in for a wild time in the States in the next few weeks, I think, you know. But um, if you don't, just for anybody, because obviously... Everybody knows that I watch a lot of TV. Um, there is a good documentary on Netflix actually about Roe versus Wade called Reversing Roe. If anyone wants to watch it, it's still on Netflix. It's a one-off documentary. It's like an hour and 40 minutes, but it's very good. It gives you all the context of the original Roe versus Wade case and all that stuff and what's been happening in the mm-hmm. States over the last number of decades. It's from 2018, but it's still extremely relevant. I think a lot of it's pretty yeah. much still what's going on. Um, My understanding roughly... The, is that the challenge is that it's illegal because there isn't the right to abortion enshrined in the constitution mm-hmm. and that's essentially what they're saying mm-hmm. that is, that's why it's not um, what, why that ruling the original ruling was illegal basically but that's my understanding of it it's anyway. such an emotive topic it's in like every single candidate is asked about it no matter what party they are you know ask yeah. their opinion on it like it's still although like Roe versus Wade was what like 30 years ago it's still like massive in terms of 50 yeah in terms of like 50 years ago next year that's mental you know in terms of like the relevance to politics in the US like it's it's crazy they're obsessed with they're obsessed with it like it's mad but I just yeah it's just another battering I listened to a podcast about it recently as well um and it was looking at sort of the origins of various things, various political movements and stuff in America. And basically it was really interesting. It was sort of saying that until the sort of 70s and this, when the evangelicals kind of started coming around, there wasn't actually that much discussion of abortion and abortion rights. And then this one particular group started focusing on it. Mm. And next thing it became this massive issue, like because they in particular started promoting it. Like generally speaking, it was kind of kept out of religious Mm. discussions, you know. Um, But it just shows you it was almost like it wasn't really a thing. And then because somebody really pushed it, it became a thing, you know, Mm. like it's just so annoying. But obviously a huge thing as well has been that Trump has placed three conservative Supreme Court justices. Yeah. Um, in place, which means like that the they're split now, or it's a conservative majority. I can't remember which. Mm. Um, so that's causing problems as well, obviously. So look, oh, just another fucking thing. But like, I feel I like this, things like, are going backwards. As an so attack much. on women, like an attack on women. Yeah, but like it is like, and you know, I just feel like every there's a bit of news, and like every it's quite everything's going backwards over there. It's mad. Like we're getting into that bloody. Handmaid's Tale era now where it's just like women don't have any rights anymore. It's going to get to like, it's just becoming worse and worse and worse. What's happening? Like I just, every yeah. few months there seems to be something else over there where it's like, 
Jesus. And they, yeah. and the thing is, with such a big, powerful country, it does have a knock-on effect to other countries as well, yeah. you know, and other people's opinions yeah. about things. And Well, as somebody pointed out yesterday, you know, mm. it's not going to stop abortion, any of this. If it did, if it did overrule Roe versus Wade, abortions are still going to happen. They're mm. going to be happening in back streets and they're going to be happening in the states that still allow them. So people are going to be able to travel to those states to have an abortion if they can afford it. And if they can't afford it, they're going to go down yeah. back streets, back alleys. And women will die as a result, you know, yeah. so that's where we are. But <sighs> anyway, look, it's worth keeping an eye on. I, I do. Uh, I saw the Rosa uh, Socialist Feminist Movement. They're having a march in Dublin on Saturday um, to show their support for um, abortion choice and pro-choice, pro-life, pro-choice, excuse me, in uh, America. So if people are interested, they can go along to that. I couldn't find anything of the equivalent in Edinburgh, but um, we've got a lot of our own problems to be contending with here at the moment. But um, anyway, there you go. Uh, not great news this week, but no. important to talk about and reflect on, etc. Okay, number two. Two. Uh, number two this week. So uh, we started watching The Dropout. Very good. Uh, the story of Elizabeth Holmes. The story of Elizabeth Holmes, Kelly, you know, the fraudster of Theranos, where you can go and get oh, your... Yeah, I started reading that book and I gave up on it. <laughs> I haven't I haven't often given up on many books, but I gave up on that one. It yeah, is on anyway, uh, fascinating. Like, yeah, OK, it's probably st- slow enough to start because I suppose you're just starting from our childhood and all that stuff upwards. But they, it's a Hulu production, like it's on Disney Plus. So if anyone wants to watch it, it's on there. But um they're doing it very well. Like, as you know, there is in this a certain amount of characters that keep you interested in things like that. And, um, give us a bit about the background. Tell us yeah, what of course. So, obviously, Elizabeth Holmes, she, uh, was super intelligent, was in Stanford, was studying like, like biochemistry or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. she came up with an idea, uh, for Theranos, which is this company where you can go in, you can give a tiny, literally, one drop of your blood goes into a machine they'll tell you if it detects any illness it doesn't tell you the illness but it tells you if it detects a illness basically and so that was back in like 2002 and she was like 21 or 22 that she came up with that she dropped out of stanford started getting a lot of money invested into the company including like her own tuition money from her family and all that stuff and lots of family and friends investing um, we're currently at about 2007-2008 where she's kind of messed mm-hmm. it up. They still don't have the prototype working properly. They've falsified a prototype working in front of um, like the board of a big yes. pharmaceutical company. So they got loads of support mm-hmm. and money on the back of that, but it was all fraudulent. Um, so I'm only halfway through. So I know the full story. Obviously, she was in court last year and being charged with fraud and yeah. wire fraud and all that. Um, but we haven't caught up on the series yet because we're only halfway through. But it is a very good watch. She's a mad character. Yeah. Like, you know, like she obviously is definitely like her entire life where she was aspiring to be like um, Steve Jobs and, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and all that. They were her idols. That's all she wanted to do. She wanted to make money. So like she obviously lost the whole purpose. Like at the start, you could tell that she did want this for good reasons. You know, she wanted to help people. But as it goes on, like she just wants the money and she's way in over her head. And she meets a guy when she's very young, when she's 18 at the very start, like, and he's a multimillionaire. 
he started a software company and sold it for 40 million dollars so he's like really really rich and they start a relationship eventually and like he's kind of shipping in now money as well to help her out so that's kind of where we are but obviously it goes from there and it all exploded in their faces and a lot of big companies had invested so a lot of big companies are suing her for fraud because mm. they lost an awful mm. lot of money and it's mad like even yeah. throughout it like at the very start like she got a few people to leave apple and things like that and even thinking about the money that they were leaving, like the stocks and all that that they were leaving yeah. behind like they would have been billionaires by now if they had like kept oh, that money yeah. and they all left those mm. companies to come and work for her and realized very quickly that she doesn't know what she's talking about and really 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 good really enjoying it Amanda Siegfried plays her and she plays her very well like plays this kind of a slight madness to her you know so really good I highly recommend it they're an hour light but I like the first episode I was like oh I don't know about this but I now I'm definitely invested how many parts I think it's eight or ten so you know and there's not much on at the moment I'm finding TV's a bit crap at the moment to be honest with you so it was kind of nice to yeah yeah, eight sorry so it's kind of nice to get stuck into it actually I haven't watched a series Mm -hmm. in a while so um, really enjoying it Mm -hmm. and like I said it's all on Disney Plus so if anyone wants to watch it you'll catch it there and other than that Mm -hmm. uh, of course getting my reality TV buzz last week because Selling Sunset was released the newest season Oh, and to be honest like it's just the same shite as the last few seasons where Christine is the baddie and that's kind of it I don't know they need to like shake it up because it's like like she's at the end of the season not to spoil it for anybody she starts her own brokerage but um, yeah like it's just the same story rehash now in every season so they need to change it up so we shall see what they do next but I mean it's still nice to watch like the clothes are fab and like you know that luxurious lifestyle but boring enough they need to shake it up a bit so that's my thoughts. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Um, yeah, on the on the first one. What did you say it's actually called? That pro the first The Dropout. The Dropout. The Dropout, mm. yeah. No, um, yeah, the book she comes across as very determined, very charismatic. People kind of are are sort of impressed by her and the kind of row in and stuff. And um I think there was a lot of kind of toxic um work culture around in her organization as well and yeah it's it, it's definitely got the makings of a very interesting um story i can't remember really why i gave up i just think i thought it was a bit slow um because it kind of didn't start with her childhood it started with you know the company you know and what they were doing in terms of testing um but but it was quite blatant that they were just lying about things yeah. they were just giving people inaccurate information and stuff you know about how effective the test was etc because I think they had another test that was like a diabetic test that would do the testing for people they wouldn't have to go in to do blood testing yeah that's the whole thing well that's what she wanted to do was that like you could have this machine at home or you could have this machine like a genius bar she compared it to so she went to the genius Mm. bar one day and got this idea that you could go into a pharmacy and pop your finger in and it would test you and you'd know and it'd be cheap healthcare like you know so that was the whole thing so her at the start, like the idea behind it and her ethos was positive. It's just, you know, mm. it took a, a quite sadistic yeah. turn when like she wasn't helping and anybody. she just kept going with it yeah. despite the fact it wasn't working. Yeah, and yeah. like lying yeah. to everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mad. Um. So, yeah, what well, I haven't improved much on what we discussed last week. I haven't really watched that much. We I'm continuing with The Split, which I'm actually really enjoying. Oh, you said, yeah. up on that on mm-hmm. iPlayer or something. Um. Which I'd never come across before, so that was cool. And what else? 
enjoying Britain's Got Talent, of course, back. Oh God, we were roaring <laughs> at the watch. TV. Now, we did have a few drinks. We were roaring at the TV, like, on Saturday night, but some of it was, like, so... Uh, some of it is so painful. The witch thing, though, was creepy, wasn't it? Oh, oh, it was really good. Was really the way he was creepy. looking at them was, like, oh, my God. It was creepy. Very well done, I thought. Um and she's Simon and Amanda. They've, I feel like they're lighting them really badly this year. Their their plastic surgery no, looks but, terrible. But Simon looks terrible anyway. I don't think any lighting oh, is going to save him there now. I'm sorry. Really bad. It's bad. Um, but I mean, at the same rate, they still look amazing most of the time. The rest of them, but um, nah, no, it's I. It's always entertaining. It's always easy to watch. I've we've ended up catching. You know that thing. That freezing thing with Wim Hof that's been on. Um, yeah, I've seen them on Gogglebox. Yeah. yeah, Gogglebox. We've caught the end of that a couple of times recently. And uh, it's kind of interesting, yeah. actually. Yeah. But anyway, um, and the other thing we have is um, we've been doing is what? Oh, there's this equivalent of Home of the Year, but in Scotland. And we've been watching that um, as well, oh, nice. which is really good when you're planning a new yeah, house yeah, get ideas get ideas stuff, so. yeah because anyway, I couldn't watch right, them before when I was homeless as in when we were renting because it would depress the shite out of me so <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy moving on to number three three so our fox this week is none other than the amazing the unimitable Enya oh <laughs> interesting uh, yeah so Enya Patricia Brennan was born on the 17th of May, 1961. She's an Irish singer, songwriter and musician known for her pioneering modern Celtic and New Age music. Regarded as the queen of New Age, Enya is the best-selling Irish solo artist in history and second best-selling overall behind U2. Born in a musical family and raised in the Irish-speaking of Guidor, County Donegal, Enya began her music career when she joined her family's Celtic folk band Clanad in 1980 on keyboards and backing vocals. She left the group in 1982 with their, de- their manager and producer Nicky Ryan to pursue a solo career with Ryan's wife Roma Ryan as her lyricist. Enya developed her sound over the following four years with multi-track vocals and keyboards with elements of New Age Celtic classical church world pop and Irish folk. Thus far, she has sung in 10 languages, most notably English, Irish, Gaelic, Latin and Welsh. Enya's first projects as a solo artist included soundtrack for The Frog Prince in 1984 and a 1987 BBC documentary called The Celts. She signed with Warner Music UK, which granted her artistic freedom and minimal interference from the label which is kind of unheard of, really. The commercial and critical success of Watermark in 1988 propelled her to worldwide fame, helped by the UK number one and international hit single Orinoco Flow. This was followed by the multi-million selling albums Shepherd Moons, The Memory Trees and A Day Without Rain. Sales of the latter and its lead single Only Time surged in the United States following its use in the media coverage of the September 11th attacks, which is a little bit strange. Uh, Enyo took a four-year career hiatus before she resumed in 2012 and released her eighth studio album, Dark Sky Island. Enya's discography has sold 26.5 million certified albums in the United States and an estimated 75 million records worldwide, Uh, making her one of the best-selling music artists of all time. Of all time, anywhere. It's unbelievable. She is so big, it's hard to get your head around, like, because... Like, she doesn't seem so big, you know? No. Uh, She's won numerous awards, including seven World Music Awards, four Grammys for Best New Age Album, an Ivor novella. Um, She's been nominated for the Academy Award and a Golden Globe for May It Be, which was a Lord of the Rings song. Oh, yeah, it was nice. Since the 80s, Enya has a... 
Enya has attracted the attention of several stalkers. This is another sign of how big she is. In 1996, an Italian man who was seen in Dublin wearing a photograph of Enya around his neck stabbed himself outside her parents' pub after being ejected from the premises. In 91, a minor planet first discovered in 1978, 6433 Enya was named after her. In 2017, a newly discovered species of fish, the Leporius <laughs> Enya was found in the Orinoco River drainage and was also named after her. Mm. Enya is known for keeping a very private lifestyle, saying the music is what sells, not me or what I stand for. That's the way I've always wanted it. She is not married. In 1991, she said, I'm afraid of marriage because I'm afraid of someone might want me because of who I am instead of because they because they love me. I wouldn't go rushing into anything unexpected, but I do think a great deal about this. Poor Enya. In 1997, she bought a Victorian grade A-listed castellated mansion in Killiney for 2.5 million in all she spent seven years renovating her property and also installing considerable security measures in 2005 she spent around 300,000 on security improvements covering gaps in the castle's outer wall and installing bollards and iron railings in October that year two people broke into her home one attacked and tied up one of her housekeepers and left with several of Enya's items after she had raised the alarm from her safe room in 2009, during her three-year break from music, Enya purchased a home in the south of France. From the start, Enya wrote fame out of the equation, seeing it as a false and potential detriment to her process. When she was signed to Warner Brothers UK by exec Rob Dickens, who had previously signed Joni Mitchell, Prince and the Sex Pistols, she ensured that her contact her contract allowed her three years between each album. Warner Brothers tried to make Enya's image more rock and roll, but she rejected it. And in the mid-90s, she turned down an offer to score Titanic. So that's Enya for you. Bit of an enigma. And I, I for some reason, thought she lived in Japan, but <laughs> clearly not. And uh, yeah, she's just massive. And I think if she released an album tomorrow, you know, it'd sell millions upon millions again as well. But one thing I heard about her recently was that certain sort of music historians and things or sort of cultural, I don't know, anthropologists or whatever, say that she sort of had a... She, like that it that history's been unfair to her because she actually created a whole new genre mm. of music herself and it just gets lumped in with new age oh, right, you know yeah. and that really she's a pioneer yeah. and she should have more credit for the amount of people she has influenced mm. in that style of music or her music has played into other people's art you know as well so I thought that was really interesting very interesting um, probably because she, she's female to an extent you know yeah. um, so there you go that's very our good. Fox of the Week Fox the Lady over to you number four four so my number four this week is just a character that I started following a couple of weeks ago that gives me joy that I wanted to share it with you so I'll keep this short and sweet so nice. they are on Instagram as style by Denny D-N-I and they are a non-binary uh, LGBTQIA plus activist in Australia and they are big into style and styling other people and styling themselves and all that stuff and are just absolutely fabulous to follow. They also do like Q&As about it, all things kind of non-binary and like have a really positive approach to talking about things to kind of inform people like what it's like mm. to be non-binary, what does it mean, all mm. that stuff. And kind of doesn't treat it with like negativity, treats it as like, I want to help people understand what it's like to be non-binary. But they yeah. are extremely fabulous. They wear amazing clothes. They wear like, you know, obviously have bigger feet so like we'll wear heels and we'll rate the heels as whether they're comfy or not and like they're Zara or whatever you know it's funny like it's kind of mm. an interesting one because 
Um, Hilarious. Has, they have absolutely amazing style. I, I'm really, really enjoying it and just come across as a really lovely person. They did a really good take of the Met Gala. So it's probably saved mm-hmm. on one of the, yeah, saved on um, their highlights as well. You know, the little circular thing. Really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. just their take on the fashion and stuff like that. And they know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So style by Denny. Really enjoyed it. So it's Denny. I can't pronounce the second name. Todorovic. They them. So okay. yeah, very um, nice. Check did you out. see the did you see the Met Gala? Tell me what you thought about the outfits. I thought um is it Kylie Jenner? The wedding dress was stupid. Yeah, it was cap. terrible altogether. Um, uh, and also sacrilegious that Kim Kardashian wore Marilyn Monroe's Only for like uh, three minutes. You know, she changed out of it again. Is that yeah, all? Because it was like, oh, okay. a vin- now she did wear another so one delicate. that was obviously um, also like a replica, which was also very valuable and all that. But sure, the whole controversy about her losing 16 pounds in three weeks, just eating, just eating tomatoes, like, and that she was kind what? of bragging about it. So that was kind of a, a negative thing that came out of it. Um, she looked great, I have to say. She didn't carry it off as well as Marilyn Monroe, but I like yeah. her cropped hair. She but, um, like, Blake but- Lively is my yeah. fave, though. She was amazing. Her and Ryan Reynolds, mm. oh my God, best looking couple ever. So, yes. There's a Instagram account. I think we've talked about it before. Saint Trois, S-A-I-N-T-H-O-A-S. A very funny video about the Met Gala on there. Basically, it's like all the stuff that you don't see. It's like Nicki Minaj shouting at a reporter about, you're the guy that leaked that I was going to be here. You know, I'm going to come over and slap the shit out of you. All this stuff. Like, oh, you know, it's so funny because some of these people are so like common as muck. Like, you know, and they're there in these amazing gowns and stuff. So it's hilarious. I'm trying to think who else had. Oh, do you know who looked cool was... um, I kind of prefer the quirky look sometimes. Um, Our Lady, Jessie Buckley. She should have sued Yeah, I didn't like the tash. She left off the tash, I thought. The rest was nice. It literally Mm. looked like somebody had just drawn the two lines on her face, I thought. Like drunkenly at a party. Yeah, yeah. there was um, a few funny memes going around yesterday as well about, you know, Kylie with Chloe. And everyone's like, Kylie's off to knock around the neighbours with the communion money and Chloe's her man who's already spent it. <laughs> yeah, that Saint-Trois again had like, you know, like they were comparing people to other people, other shows in years gone by and silly things like they were just belittling them, basically. It was quite funny. But I mean, it's completely off the wall. But also it, the kind thing. of the like, timing just, isn't, you know, like that all happened. And the next thing woke up the next morning, all that news about Roe v. Wade and all that stuff. Like it's like we're living in an alternate universe or something. But um, mm. my problem with Kylie Jenner saying just back to her, because I definitely think that was the biggest woe of the night, was the hat. The dress wasn't it's that stupid. bad, but the fucking hat, like, what the hell? It was rotten. But um, no, I thought there was a few mm. nice ones. Like some of it was kind of tame enough this year. I love it when they go totally over the top. Nicola Collins one was pretty cool. Or Cochrane Collins. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw it. It was like, Jared Leto was interesting with his twin. Yeah, that was mad. Yeah. And everybody thought that there was another guy there that everyone thought it was Jared Leto. It's not. They just look really like everyone thought this guy was Jared Leto and kept calling him Jared Leto. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. It was uh, some other guy that I don't think he knew. He probably got lots lots of new followers. (laughs) But um, yeah, there was a, yeah, I like the men's style sometimes because they can kind of do a bit more, you know, Mm. but uh, Tom Ford was there Mm. looking absolutely dashing he was probably the best looking man I've like like dressed man you know very classy um but mm-hmm. yeah I just do like yeah it. I think you're right I think Blake Lively won the 
actually prettiest oh, dress. Oh, amazing. amazing. Did you look. see it? Because she Thank like unwrapped it and then the colour yeah. changed. It was about the Statue of Liberty. There was bronze yeah. first and then like they yeah. on on What's They're such a killer couple, aren't oh, they? I love them. Two, and they kind of um, take the piss out of each other, which I really enjoy, you know. They totally yeah. wind each other up. It's great. But I saw a lovely picture of Hugh Jackman and his lovely uh, wife as well. They looked gorgeous. And yeah, I love it. Oh. I love it. I think some people go, like, obviously very safe. And that's not the night for it. Like, you should go wild. And yeah. Yeah, totally. That's the And uh, actually, Cardi B was wearing... Versace and that was really cool I like that as well it was mm-hmm. my chain mealy kind of cool. yoke but yeah that nice. was my thoughts go check it out kids <laughs> on every probably news website out there you'll find uh, reviews of the fashion uh, okay so number five five so this week short and sweet uh, Adam Lambert is penning new music for a show and an album mm. Uh, he appeared in several stage productions before appearing on American Idol in 2009 this of course is Adam Lambert who performs with Queen Excuse me. Um, he's in the middle of writing a host of songs for a theatre show and an accompanying concept album. The What Do You Want From Me hitmaker told Bang Showbiz, I am working on a new album concept for a musical actually that I am create. actually I am creating. So that should be coming out probably next year. I will be the star of the album. It will be my voice. So yes, my album will be... <laughs> That will be all me. This is obviously like a direct quote from a red carpet or something. Uh, Adam also teased that he is working with a big, a host of big name collaborators, but he is remaining tight lipped on who they are. He added, I'm working with a lot of people. It's a dream team of collaborators. We have songwriters that I really respect. We have some artists that are collaborating, professionals, a bunch of different disciplines. It's going to be quite the project. Since 2012, Lambert has toured with legendary rock group Queen. Um, as well as performing all over the globe, he released two live albums uh, in 2016, Live in Japan and Live Around the World, which came out in 2020. There had been plans for Adam to record new Queen music with, Roger, with Rod, Brian Roger and, sorry, Roger Taylor and Brian May, but the drummer says his bandmate suddenly lost interest in the idea. Roger hmm. previously told Mojo Magazine, well, Brian suddenly lost interest and I really don't know why. We started it in Nashville. Oh. Uh, but then we got all quite tired. <laughs> I thought it was that quite interesting. Sounds a bit strange. Yeah. You know, yeah, weird. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, Brian May's into big, you know, he's big into like um, astrophysics lately. He's doing loads of stuff about astrophysics. Well, he, is a, he has a doctorate in master yeah, physics. Yeah, but I heard him yeah. on... Um, I heard him on Ray Darcy a couple of months ago and it was all talking about astrophysics. It was last yeah. November, I'd say, because it was around Freddie's yeah. anniversary or birthday. And... Uh, yeah, it was uh, mad because he literally didn't even mm. talk about Queen. It was all about astrophysics. I was yeah. like, is that Brian yeah. May from Queen? <laughs> yeah, definitely but, yeah. his other passion in life, I think, for sure. Yeah, so yeah, but, there um, you go. There are I the like, five things you need to know this week. I was about to say, I like Adam Lambert. He's a bit wild, so you never know what he's he is. He's do. totally... Um, He's totally his own man. Like, there's nobody like him. He's very individual, I think. Yeah. And um, he's never tried to be Freddie, which was absolutely the best way to play that role. Like, he just does yeah. his own thing. And even in, we've seen him live a few times now, and even his performances are very different to Freddie. And he knows it's very well staged and choreographed, but he very well knows the p- parts of the concert that he's not part of that it's about yeah. Queen and it's about Freddie and all that you know so yeah brilliant really great 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 performer and great uh, mm. it'd be interesting to hear his original stuff I don't really know much of that to be honest with you so but I definitely think he could be a person that could pen a musical you know what I mean yeah it's kind of his style so uh, sure. yeah there you go 
there you go. So that's Fox Force 5 this week. And uh, it's all a blur. <laughs> uh, this week is all a blur and uh, we'll be but we will be back again next week any major plans now Nick for the week ahead weekend no oh we get to go and eat the food for the wedding so we get to go oh, and taste nice. oh nice oh lovely oh, enjoy. Wedding menu. oh so that will be nice Rooney. yeah just oh, to drive three, three hours to do that you know so that'll be nice <laughs> <laughs> no it'll be great to um, be worth it and you can have a vision of what it's going to be like in just a few yes, months yes yeah and just I'm excited um, a bit of like yeah, wedding ter- like wedding life stuff so yes turmoil you were going to say <laughs> no wedding terms and conditions I was going to say yeah. <laughs> you just have to do wedding stuff oh I'm so sick of it but anyway uh, it'll so all yes, be worth it at the end it'll Any all be worth it at the end uh, I think we've got some play date at, at the weekend a play date for Estelle and <laughs> that's about it uh, as I say <laughs> planning to sort of pack up the house but also not doing it so anxiety levels are going through the roof so yeah we're probably remaining in some sort of sense of denial or whatever and yeah that's that's about it you probably have some stuff still packed from when you moved yeah we do Mm. we do we do so that's at least something and we did clear out some of the stuff before we were showing the house so fingers crossed but um listen kids we'll be back this time next week with another episode do tune in if you're enjoying what you're listening to give us an old review on Apple or uh, yeah well it's Apple you can't review on Spotify so can you um, and tell your friends and we love you we'll thanks see you everybody soon. thank you, you. bye 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 bye, bye.